welcome back to the Three Terrible Gamers podcast. I'm here with Colin. Hey guys. This is episode 56, and we have two topics left over from last week, so we'll go ahead and get into those. GTA 5 10th anniversary, 10th anniversary perks. Switched them up on me. I see how you are. That's uh, the one I had first. Oh, I'm, mine's about the opposite. But mm-hmm. anyways, uh, yeah, they got perks out, free perks if you have the game and everything else, which I'm pretty sure everybody has the game by now. Uh, but it's all outfits that you can get in the game. And like I said, they're all free, so you just log on and I don't know if you have to go through a store to get it or if it's just automatically in your inventory. But there's the retired criminal, so it's an outfit based on Michael DeSanta, the homie, the outfit based on Franklin Clinton, the groupie, an outfit based on Trevor Phillips, suede bucks finish, weapon tent based on Michael DeSanta for the carabine rifle. Don't know why I was trying to say carabine there. Uh... Employee at a month finish, weapon based on Franklin Quinnen for the micro SMG, Uncle T finish, weapon tent based on Trevor Phillips for the RPG, and Oktoberfest Alpine hat, a green fedora unrelated to any in game character. So they're just celebrating Oktoberfest with that one. Okay. Yeah, it says the 10th anniversary of GTA Online is on September 17th which was five days ago, time of recording. And to celebrate this occasion, Rockstar Games is giving players of the title a variety of in-game rewards as a thank you for playing. Trevor, Michael, and Franklin outfits as login bonus. Trevor, Michael, and Franklin cars for purchase. Trevor, Michael, and Franklin themed gun skins. So, some of it's included, some of you got by, I guess. Yeah, and I think the sale runs or the perks last until the 27th. 27th, okay. Of September. Well, that's nice that they didn't do it just for one day or a week. Yeah. Yeah, so it's still relevant even when you guys are listening to this on Tuesday. But if you're, I doubt anyone's watching live because we're definitely going live a whole lot sooner than what we normally go live. Yeah. But yeah, so you have to get it from from the time it releases anyways. Right, yeah. Alright, moving on. Mortal Kombat 1 release and review. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it got an 85 on Metacritic, 6.1 user score, which is surprisingly low because usually the user scores on Mortal Kombat games are just roughly the same as the Metacritics. So uh, it was an 18 and out of IGN. And you know how I normally do the deep dive. So I went yeah. ahead. I'm from 2002 is when they started doing Metacritics on these things. So the original games are on there through like arcade versions and stuff like that. Like that, you can buy on the Xbox 360. There's a game that has the first three original ones on there, uh, and it's actually the lowest Metacritic score with a 62. Hmm. And I think the 2002 one, which was Deadly Alliance, 
it was uh, 72, I do believe. And MK9 is actually the highest at an 86 for the base game. Because apparently in the Mortal Kombat world, whenever you release it with DLC, you get different med credit scores somehow. Uh, <laughs> that makes no sense. Because all the games that had DLCs to them, that was the high, like it was the higher version of those games. Like it was a one or two difference, but it was still an increase from what they was initially. So hmm. MK9 is the highest with an 86 for just the base game, and MK11 is ultimate is the true highest at an 88. So that's includes DLCs, but I think it's an 85 by itself. So it's just one of those things. So Mortal Kombat M yeah, Mortal MK1. Mortal Kombat 1, it's still weird. Don't know why you went back to call something 1 when there you already have a people with 11 people of them. Already heard to, yeah, when you have 11 others and you're going to make 12 number 1. But uh, at the end of the day, it's right there behind uh, the highs for a base game. So I'm going to say that it's going to pass 11 once it finally gets some DLC to come out on it. Okay. Is that a guarantee? I, from the statistical Metacritic, if not, then Metacritic proved me wrong. Okay. So blame Metacritic, not me. So I'll guarantee it just to mess with Metacritic. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the game released on September 14th, 2023. And like you said, 85 with 18 critic reviews for a critic score. And then user score, 8.345 at my time of research which was last week so it's probably more than that now but um yeah so i've heard it's a pretty good game 85 yeah you try it out i may try it out eventually i'll get it whenever it comes to game pass yeah that's probably when i'll try it out too um all right so moving on to this week's a uh, new next gen xbox controller leaks Uh, yeah, hold on. Yeah, uh, Microsoft leaked the in the court documents, surprisingly enough, is where it got leaked at. A That's lot of stuff got my, leaked there. Just, yeah, uh, show that the Cybel isn't some eye in the sky project. I think Cybel is the internal name for the project, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, the leaked slide deck suggests that this is the new Xbox controller set to arrive May 2024 for 70 bucks and bundled with every new Xbox sold starting next fall after the controller releases. So it's going to be another controller, which is weird that they just didn't come out with a new controller right away because they done it with the Xbox One initially. Right. They got a new right off the bat, so don't know why they didn't really think to do it this time around and wait almost, what, four years at this point? Come holiday season? Yeah. Three years? Three, I think. Still, they should have had it at launch. But, um, yes, it says, Sybil, the new Xbox controller, the world's best controller, now playing on a screen near you 
But uh, it says you can play anywhere with Xbox Wireless 2, direct to cloud, Bluetooth 5.2, seamless pair and switch, new mobile app features, C paired devices and cloud, manage devices and accessories, and then it says feel the game, precision haptic feedback, so similar to Sony's DualSense controller, um, VCA haptics double as speakers, accelerometer, and then quieter buttons and thumbsticks. Okay. So basically, I know some people was I seen on some websites that it was leaked that the thumbsticks will be replaceable kind of like the Xbox Elite controllers. And for the first time ever, Microsoft has finally caught up to the rest of the world. And got rid of double A's. And it's going to be a rechargeable battery in this. Finally. It's took them over 20 years. But they've finally done it. That's what yeah. I'm most excited for. Is just not have to get double A's. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. It kind of reminds me more of a Steam controller than what it does a dual, like a PlayStation DualSense controller. Yeah, but see, uh, Sony started doing rechargeable batteries in on the PS3. So back in what 2012, 10, something. I don't remember when the PS3 came out, but it was a while ago. Been a while. Um, Nintendo did it on the Wii U, so 2012, and then 2023. Late 2023, and this controller probably won't release to 2024. Microsoft finally does it, so good for them. Finally, so I'm tired of fooling with double A's when I want to play Xbox. PS3 came out the same time as the Xbox 360, didn't it? Oh, yeah, so it'd yeah. been early 2000, like mid 2000s, like 2005. Yeah, because PS4 came out with the Xbox. Yeah, I was thinking, one, so, yeah, I was thinking I, PS4. When I said 2000, that would have been 2013 when the PS4 came out then. So yeah, the PS3 came out in like 2005. And Sony did it then. Yeah. So for almost 20 years, Sony's been doing rechargeable batteries. Yeah. And Microsoft's just now. And then Nintendo's been doing it for 11 years at this point. Still, Still a lot sooner than Microsoft. Yeah, usually Nintendo's the one that's behind on things. You think Microsoft would be the first one, you know, they got all the money and you know, but no, they I don't know what their problem was with it. I guess they wanted to save money and not include a battery in their controllers. They just wanted everybody to provide their own. I don't know. I mean, you still get sales for people having to buy your battery packs. Yeah. People would decide to buy party opposed to Buying a third party battery pack too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. But, but why they find it? Yeah. So moving on. F Zero 99 DLC has been leaked. Uh, yeah. Oatmeal Dome is the person that leaked it. He's a data miner. She, I don't, I didn't really look at the picture. Somebody, they're a data miner. I think it's a dude. Uh, I've oatmeal done. I've 
you know, heard a bunch of stuff that he's done. Okay, then definitely a dude, Vin. I'll go off Ashen's knowledge of it. Uh, some found some unreleased game modes, which included arcade mode and survival mode. Arcade mode has a timer and time gates placed in the circuit, and there isn't much data for survival mode. All he could find is for the model of the big flat square and the circle inside. Yeah. So the fact that arcade mode is like the old style, you have to hit your checkpoints to go on, which survival mode, I guess, is kind of weird for me with it just because that's technically what the game is right anyway. now anyways yeah so unless you're like having like a quite literal like demolition derby style play would be my only assumption how survival mode would technically work on there that's kind of like kind of what it is now anyway like you keep bumping into each other and then eventually your health meter goes down and you explode and you lose. So kind of what it is anyway. That's what I'm saying. So survival mode don't really make much sense, but like I said, unless it's like a Mario Kart style where you're trying to like bust the balloons or whatever. Yeah. All right. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. They say it's a data miner thing, so we know it'll eventually happen because I mean, they were right code. about the Zelda stuff for Tears of the Kingdom for yeah. the Amiibos, so I'm sure that's accurate. It's just what it actually turns out being. Right. So yeah, um, it says Nintendo Shadow dropped its latest 99 titles, F-099 for Nintendo Switch Online users recently during their latest Direct. The game came as a as a surprise to everyone, a pleasant one at that, given the fact that every fan out there is currently playing that game tirelessly. A leak suggests that Nintendo is all set to launch a couple more gameplay modes. Here's some unreleased game modes, arcade mode, survival mode, culinary explained. Um, just one thing to add here. It says that for arcade mode, they would race again and again to better their time and score and even compete against other players, not directly, but through some leaderboards. So basically, it's time trials for Mario Kart is what I'm getting out of that. Pretty much. You just race and try to beat your time on whatever track you're on over and over and over. And then, like I said, you can play against other players, but not actually race them, but just see if your time beats their time. It'd be more fun if you could race them directly, though. Oh, yeah. But Nintendo being Nintendo, they didn't do that. Also, Nintendo being Nintendo, they didn't give the fans a traditional F-Zero game. Because F-Zero fans haven't seen one since on the GameCube with F-Zero GX. So, maybe they'll remaster it. Hopefully. Well, no, until February anyways, when they do another direct. Yeah. So we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, we'll be here to cover it for you, so keep listening. February's a while away, but keep listening. <laughs> All right. Nintendo announces new Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack update. Uh, 
Only thing I seen it really was on this new update was Kirby's Amazing Mirror. Yeah, that's it. Which I believe was a Game Boy Advance game. Yep. In two thousand four. Uh, yep. Other than that, I don't really got much else on the topic. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's so a Kirby game. Yep. All right, Nintendo has announced it will be bolstering the Switch Online Plus expansion pack service next week with the release of Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. The title will be released on the 29th of September, which at the time of recording is exactly a week. Here's about the game Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. The mirror world, which exists in the skies of Dreamland, has been invaded by an evil shadow, and Kirby's the only one who can save the day Fortunately, he won't have to go at it alone. He's been split into four Kirbys of different colors, and he can call up his colorful clones to lend a hand when needed. Summon red, yellow, and green Kirby to help solve puzzles, fight enemies, or take out the big baddies. Use copy abilities such as the arrow shooting Cupid Kirby or the melee Master Smash Bros. Kirby while platforming through the maze-like world. So basically what I'm getting out of this, it's kind of like Four Swords Adventures on Zelda. You get three other colorful Kirbys instead of three other colorful Links, and, you know, you get through an adventure. So I guess it's Kirby's Four Swords Adventure. That's what, I was, that's what I was thinking, too, with Mirror World being involved, so like a Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Combined into it. Yeah, so I mean, it might be pretty cool. I've, I've never heard of it, honestly, and... I played a lot of Game Boy Advance games, but didn't never really got yeah. into Kirby. Yeah, same way. So I don't understand it. Which at that point, Four Swords was out too, wasn't it? Yeah, it came out on Game Boy Advance. I'm not sure which one came out first, but I'd say probably Four Swords did. I'm going to do some research here. But I've never even heard anybody compare these games. Or, you know, you think they would. If this is a good game, and I mean, I got the Metacritic score here for it. Swan hadn't done that too, but I mean, it seems like it's an okay game anyway. And enough people must have liked it if they're bringing it to the Switch Online service. Yeah, Four Source came out in 02. Okay. Yeah, that's what I figured. I'm just going to call it a reskin. A reskin? <laughs> no, no, like in the Kirby game, no one will ever know. <laughs> right. Obviously, they didn't. Well, we didn't anyway. But, uh, yeah, so the game was originally released for the Game Boy Advance on October 18th, 2004. And it got an 80 on Metacritic with 24 critic reviews and then a user score of 8.6 of 84 user rating so i guess it is a pretty good game from what people were saying on there so i may check it out i mean it sounds pretty cool i played four swords adventures or four swords and then four swords adventures released on the gamecube but yeah so it's pretty good we are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor marvel strike force marvel strike force is a mobile squad rpg that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like dr doom and apocalypse your goal is to power up 
your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible, where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their 6th year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff, just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. Reskin. Reskin. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Microsoft CMA decision is expected next week. Uh-oh. Actually, as of 7 a.m. this morning, they came to a decision. Oh, did they? Breaking news on this one. Yeah. The Competition and Market Authority, CMA, has accepted a deal from Microsoft on its purchase of Activision. It will exclude Activision cloud gaming from the UK market for the next 15 years. So basically giving up their cloud gaming rights helped them sell this sooner. So for the next 15 years, Microsoft can't have cloud gaming rights for Activision games in the UK to make it fair. So they came up with this decision, like I said, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time here, which would have been like 2 o'clock there. Right. So did they approve Ubisoft to do it, or just no cloud gaming whatsoever? Ubisoft can, but okay. it's... Uh, so they accepted yeah, Microsoft's proposal was... for Ubisoft to do it. Yep. But in 15 years, pretty, yep. or within that 15 years, Microsoft will probably buy Ubisoft anyway. So. Yep. I mean, but yeah, so as of the morning over here on the United States, that actually came to a decision. Well, good. That means we're one step closer to Call of Duty on Game Pass. What did you have since you had it planned for next week? <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and read what I said then. It says, UK regulators likely to decide on Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal next week. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority is expected to issue preliminary decision on Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal next week. A source familiar with the situation tells The Verge it follows Microsoft restructuring its deal after the CMA blocked it over cloud gaming concerns to transfer cloud gaming rights for current and new Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft. This preliminary decision will then be followed by a final decision due by October 18th. The UK is the final regulatory hurdle for Microsoft's giant deal. So I wonder if this is just the preliminary decision and then a final one before the 18th. According to this. Uh, I guess it could be, but still, it I mean, don't really make, it's I don't, not a criminal case, so it makes that big difference. I mean, yeah, I think the preliminary decision is going to be the final decision 
anyway, but they have until the 18th to change their minds, I guess. Unless they just want well, to go ahead and close it and just get it over with. I was, Microsoft already said, hey, yeah, we're going to give up this right to it. So that was pretty much the deciding factor for whatever weird reason, you know, the UK wanted for it. But at the same time, like I said, it's not a criminal case. So I don't think there's going to be much of changes in between here and there and there hasn't been anything to change except for Microsoft being like okay I'll give up my cloud gaming rights for set time period if yeah. it means us getting this deal to go so I mean honestly the cloud gaming it's not going to hurt them at all to not have that there I mean no but the rest of the world's going to have it on game pass more. so mm-hmm. I guess Technically, the UK can have it on Game Pass. They just can't have it on cloud gaming for Game Pass. Yeah, that's what the difference is for it, which, I mean, don't really make that big of a difference. You're going to get it however you want to get it at that point. It's still going to be free. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, one step closer, and hopefully... They'll close it out before the 18th, so we can get it as soon as possible. But if not, then we have the 18th is the last day, and after that we may see all the older Call of Duties on Game Pass. Say Modern Warfare 3 will not be on Game Pass because, you know, they got to finish out their deal with Sony first. So, yeah. The year of Black Ops 2, everything will happen. Yeah. Two more years. Two more years. But still get at least some of the good ones, some of the good Call of Duties on there. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a well-weighted thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Keeping on Microsoft, Microsoft Xbox handheld leaks. Or potential handheld leaks. Yeah, so for those same court documents I was mentioning earlier, it's still the same part of those documents. But it surfaced that this week has unveiled Microsoft's plans for for the handheld thing, but there's also leaks for uh, redesign of the Series X Mm -hmm. and internally as well. Looks like a big cylinder. What is going to... Yeah. Has gone somewhat unnoticed is that the company is simultaneously developing a portable gaming console, which is what we're talking about the handheld, as indicated in the same court documents. So they're don't at this point I don't know if they're trying to be switch related or if they're trying to bank off what Sony's doing right now. So at it's just literally just leaked documents. It's not really nothing obviously it's in the making. There's protocols made and every prototypes made not protocols uh too much court talk so i'm thinking yeah. protocols that are prototypes. but uh so obviously there's prototypes out there it's just not really it's not out there obviously like how it is for the switch and playstation thing since there's no prices no dates no nothing it's just literally plans that they had to release in the court uh while specifics are limited, it appears to follow the design trend of the current-gen handhelds like the Switch and Steam Deck. 
featuring a sizable screen and buttons on both sides, which also goes to the point that they're thinking that you're going to be able to have a one-handed controller as well. Yeah. So, um, mine is kind of saying, not completely that there's no handheld, but I'll just read it. It says, leaked court documents from Microsoft has revealed that the company has no plans on making a first-party handheld console similar to the ROG Ally or Steam Deck. So, it doesn't say that it has no plans to make a handheld at all, just no plans on making it similar to the ROG Ally or Steam Deck. So, it may not be able to play native games. So, it may be something like the PlayStation Portal. Or, it that could mean that it's just smaller. Or, it, it could be Switch-like. Because the Raw Guy on Steam Deck are both pretty good-sized handhelds. They both... I mean, they're, they're very similar, but they're also very different to the Switch and the PlayStation Portal. And this saying that the Raw Ally or Steam Deck, and it didn't say Switch or PlayStation Portal, I don't know. It could mean that there's no handheld at all, but it could mean that there's just making it different than those two devices. Yeah. So the fact that there is a prototype on a thing and they're releasing documents, I say there is one. It's just if they decide to continue with it. Right. Unless, yeah. Um, it, maybe it's just discontinued, but. We'll just have to wait and see, and, you know, obviously if it gets leaked, then we'll keep you guys up to date on it, but, yeah, this, uh, the FTC documents have, has leaked a lot of stuff, and it has leaked a lot of stuff for Nintendo as well, that I read online, so, um, yeah, if anything else comes up, we'll keep you guys up to date, of course, but, as of right now, it's just saying it's not similar to the Raw Galar Steam Deck, so it's probably like the PlayStation Portal, unfortunately. But what would make it better than the PlayStation Portal is if it was just a cloud gaming machine that, because, I mean, obviously it's going to have Game Pass on it. So, yeah, I mean, you can just be a cloud gaming machine or just download your Game Pass games natively to it, and then that would just make it obviously way better than the PlayStation Portal. Just it having Game Pass will make it better because the PlayStation Portal is nothing but remote play. You have to have a Wi-Fi connection. I mean, if it was if it was Game Pass cloud gaming, yeah, you'd have to wi- have a Wi-Fi connection. But if it just comes with Game Pass and you can download the games, then you wouldn't have to have a Wi-Fi connection at that point. So, well, which means UK won't see it for fifteen more years, right? <laughs> if it's cloud gaming based, yeah, they won't see it. Or it, about you just take off of it, yeah. Unless you just, I mean, somehow put a VPN on it and then. You know, just well, I guess pretend you're like you're yeah. anywhere else in the world. But you could probably do that on your Xbox too. Put a VPN on it and cloud game if you want. Get around the UK's rules. That's right. That's what VPNs are for. That's right. All right. Moving on to our last... Well, yeah, we got time. Moving on to our last topic of the day. Payday 3 reviews go live. Uh, Yeah, so it's the worst paydays by far yeah. on the Metacritic. Anyways, well, no, there's, I say that loosely, it's a 69 on Metacritic. Uh, 
the payday, the heist, which was the first one, was a 70. So, you know, not that big of a difference in between that and the first one. And then payday two was a 79. So based on the payday two standards, yeah, it's a crappy game. But based on the original, it's right in line with the rest of them. It's within 10 points. So, I mean, they've been off for a while, but it's been... 11, 12 years since they released Payday 2. Yeah, it's been a long time. And then in between Payday 1 and 2, there was, I think, a five-year gap. Yeah. So I think taking a break hurt them as a thing. So it's either you start popping out games more often or go back to what made 2 better than the third one. But then again, there's also more critic scores Critic, yeah, critic reviews on the third one from what there was on two as well and one. So take that with a grain of salt as well. Yeah. So like Colin said, it's a 69 on Metacritic with three positive, eight mix, zero negative. The user score, however, is a 5.3 with four positive and zero, ne- zero mixed and four negative. So basically reading through these, what I've found is that it is a good game. It's a really good game. They're comparing it to Payday 2 because, I mean, they're saying it's that good of a game, but it released with a bunch of bugs, and that's what's bringing the score down. I mean, we've said it a thousand times on here. You cannot release games in a poor state, or it's going to get a crappy review, and it's never going to recover from it. I mean, just look at, I mean, Cyberpunk, people are still making fun of that game. Yeah, it may be a good game now, but it wasn't. And that people still make fun of it, and people still don't want to play it because that left an impression on them when it first released. So they're never going to play it again. So you just, developers have got to take their time. I know there's deadlines. But take a book from Nintendo and just delay it even a couple weeks to just iron out the bugs will make your game so much better. I mean, I, I don't understand why. If, I know they're wanting to get that, get it out there and get the money as soon as possible, but just delay it at least a couple weeks or a month or two and you'll sell more that way. Because if people yep. see it and it's a crappy game and it's full of bugs, they're not going to buy it. So... Matter if you say that you're going to release it, then you delay it to say that you're going to fix bugs. People are going to respect you more, and then that's going to build up more hype. Right. That's what Nintendo. Did. I mean, they delayed it because they didn't feel it was ready. But it, we then learned that the game was completely done. But all they were doing for that full year was ironing out bugs. So people need to be more like Nintendo. Maybe not other ways, but this way they need to be like Nintendo. All right, I'm done. Um, We appreciate you guys for watching or listening, however you get it. You can always watch us live on Twitch and YouTube and follow us on our Instagram, our Twitter, our TikTok. Um, Join our Discord server and buy our merch on Redbubble. And got my shirt on right here. It's a beautiful shirt here. Um, if you want one, you can go and rebel. But 
Maybe not this exact one, but one similar to it. All right, and then um, I think is that it? Oh no, no, no. So. Better help. We have a link for better help if you need, you know, help or anything. It's in the link in the description. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Mental health is everything. Yep. All right. All right. Well, appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.